This podcast is about courage. The courage to be in love with yourself. The courage to move on from pain without running away from it. The courage to acknowledge history in the present and to greet its ghosts without fear. This podcast is about the practice of freedom and where that most personal of practices might be found. Where is it? Do you know it? Do I? Maybe we all do in some form or other. Because as black women, we are not always black, nor are we always women. We are privy to a vast universe of secrets. We also live in a world that would have us deny and suppress our magical human powers to our own demise and to the upliftment of a few. I know what it is, man, because I've seen it all the time. And I just gotta get there, man. I just gotta get there, that's all. I just gotta get there and can't let nobody hold me back. Is it unfounded for black people in the diaspora to have imagined another kind of great migration, one that would lead to a liberated home, to Africa, outer space, perhaps coasting the chocolate Milky Way aboard the mothership, Promised lands inspired by freedom funk, an ancient history of resisting oppression, and sci-fi scenes and dreams. Promised lands can look like the space on a hip-hop stage, lit by a linguistic queen, discovering an empowered way of relating to the police. A classroom where black boys and girls learn self-love, confidence, and the power of critical thinking. These three women in Oakland build new worlds through their creativity, leadership, and imaginative prowess. I started very young, maybe like four. I started dancing first, ballet, like as a child, very, very easy. Um, But then I also started modeling and acting simultaneously, uh, mostly in commercials and yeah, just really random things. And um, I got a part on the wire. So at some point, I think I was in middle school. Alfalfa Brown was born in Baltimore, a place that has seen enormous racial struggle come to light in recent times. She created a sound mix a speech by black feminist and activist Audre Lorde called The Power of the Erotic, The Erotic as Power, addressing the oppression of black women. The mix is a beautiful winding tale of the divine feminine, old magic. Well, in order to know our enemy, we have to expose ourselves to some really energy-sapping things. And to do that, we need all the strength we can get. We need each one of us to deal from a place where we are most powerful. Spatial, geographic ways of understanding black liberation are not new. For example, the word Ferguson takes on new meaning in the present moment of Black Lives Matter. When we talk about Black Lives Matter, what do we really mean? Black life, black place on earth. 
Black Lives Matter is so necessary for where we are right now because it's, and, and I'm talking about my work because my work has to be reflective of the times. We just need an alternative. And so I have, and I'm like, if I am going to continue to look towards them like lost sheep, like, you know, I'm going to be sitting around waiting for forever. So it's just up to me, up to us to create our own lanes, create our own lanes of commerce and social currency and all of these things that are going to be very necessary when all the other shit crashes and burns. It's just so evident with the Black Lives Matter because it's like, oh yeah, that's right. They haven't given a fuck about us, so like, what the hell am I waiting for? Like, oh yeah, so just it just puts a little like oomph in the step of moving forward. Like, all right, let me just get there a little quicker. Let me stop just like waiting around, being overwhelmed by everything. How do we grapple with the profound grief in the black community caused by the number of black women, trans people, children, and men killed by police and state violence in the U.S. each year? Like even now, like Oakland, there's just a lot of cops everywhere. It's like, what are they trying to do? They're trying to make us feel something. I'm not going to say fear because that doesn't, that doesn't exist. Each thing which we do is to make our lives and the lives of our children more possible and more rich. I, I also see the power in just denying their whole existence in a sense, you know, just when you don't think about them in a conceptual way as in, you know, being afraid of the cops or like, you know, I, like completely operating differently because you're trying to avoid that sort of you know, situation, it's giving them a lot of power. And so when you don't think about them as being a threat, when you don't even consider them to, you're just like, oh yeah, look at these fascist pigs running around. This is, that, that's their job, you know? You, your job is to be an artist or to do whatever you do to reflect your time, but those cops, that's what they do to make a living. And you just look at them like other people, you don't give them any power, and therefore you kind of keep like a distance, you know? I really do feel that. That's a lot, there's a lot of power in that. Affording the police the humanity that is so often denied their victims demands courage and self-love. In a moment, Queen's Delight will speak on how to cultivate courage and intimate love for oneself. All aboard the mothership as Queen's drops the mic, lights up the skies and opens our eyes. And all of those alike, up from the ground, concrete and molten ice. Follow me to another space, filled with California wildflowers. I know the place where love between men and one man is only second to the children. Planting seeds where they need to be in spirit. An island ain't nothing near it. The wind be blessing the mind with bass lines, and you can hear it. Divine rhymes written for the fearless. Solar synthesis on going with no periods, just commas. For the emphasis on this experience, I be queens, your tour guide, and funky resident. Flows heavisent for your enjoyment. I was um, making a Tumblr, making a blog, and um, initially I was doing photography and film, and uh, I just 
you know, studying Africana. I was like, I am a queen. And I'm trying to claim that, you know, to, you know, boost my confidence and my self-love. And I was like, and everything that I love, I want to take pictures of or appreciate it. I'll put it on this blog. So it's everything that that is delightful to me, everything that is good and special to me. So it was Queen's Delight, um, the, the name of the blog. Um, and then, like, people started to follow it, and they followed my Facebook page, which was always, also Queen's Delight. And so when they see me, they didn't know my name as Charmaine. They knew me as Queen's Delight. They knew as Queen's Delight. And, um, yeah, so, and then they just started calling me Queens. You know, people were like, Queens, Queens. Queen's Delight is an Oakland, California MC. Her first studio album, California Wildflower, conjures a place of peace and cosmic stillness through hip-hop. You know, the subject matter was vast because my experience as a black woman in this country is vast, you know, and so I just wanted to just be as honest as I can off the break and, and just focus on that. Focus just on speaking my truth. There are some days where, like, you know, I was really angry about, like, Trayvon Martin or angry about what was going on in the world. With over like this past month, the murders of several women in the prison system, it is actually very just reminiscent and in its deja vu of what happened to Asada Shakur. And Elaine Brown and just the, the disrespect to just our life and our humanity. Um, and so in, in observing it and, and seeing that from that generation to our generation, very little has changed when it comes to um, honoring our humanity. And, uh, you know, so I feel a lot of anger and pain around that. And, uh, and a lot of uncertainty as where I, where I stand in terms of like what revolution really looks like. Um, so I think I explore that sometimes in my music. And the, and the response a lot of times though is there's all of these things, all of the media, there's all these things that we see how bad things can be and how brutal they can be towards us and my work is really meant to celebrate us a lot of ways and and not in just a flat way I mean like our complexities too you know like there's a lot going on within our community that you know we, we can stand to examine and look at right um so I try to do that um but if I'm able to um, just be myself unapologetically, maybe I can create a language that becomes more universal for a lot more young black children to understand and to be able to identify with. And, um, and, then, that, and then that, it's like a bit of a medicine.
to some of the sickness that's happening. Erica Huggins is a former member of what's originally called the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense, a group devoted to the liberation of black people. She directed the school that the Panthers built in Oakland, the Oakland Community School. Though the term Afrofuturism wasn't formed at the time, the Black Panthers were doing exactly that in their visionary educational institution, imagining a new future with black children at the center. We'd all come from the philosophy that a diamond is multifaceted. Um, and then we might look at, well, where did the diamond come from? And is it always clear, like the ones we see here, who mined the diamonds? We looked at every, everything, not just one side of the diamond or one aspect. But the thing about the diamond was the light refracts and reflects in myriad ways. And also, the diamond is not just a beautiful object to be set in a piece of jewelry. It's an amazing tool for cutting. The Panthers are one of the most distinct examples of a group doing Afrofuturism before it was invented, building liberated spaces before anyone even imagined that they were possible. So we shared with the children how to think about the world they live in, that the world is beautiful, look for the beauty, and there are truths about the world that we can also understand. So for instance, um, still today, there are people who believe that race and gender are concepts lost on children. They're living in a world that is raced and gendered. Why not talk about it so that they can understand it? Not so that they can be afraid or angry, but so that they can understand how things work right now with the hope that someday they would be, they would feel empowered to change the things that don't support human life. The principle was we will teach children how, not what, to think. Giving birth to dreams that we know are possible, Queens, Erica, and Alfie share their promised lands, what they look like, how they work, how they feel. The imagination takes them where nothing else can, through enacting the creative, imaginative work of envisioning a promised land, a place under the sun, that old blueprint of freedom is laid. Um, there would be a lot of land, 60 acres or more. Uh, I'd have, you know, two types of gardens, like an herb garden and then vegetable, sort of sustainable garden nerve garden to just continue to cultivate like medicine and tinctures for myself and my surrounding community. I would probably have, uh, you know, 
a house that's very sustainable in the sense where everything is very recycled, even the energy that we use, the water that we waste. I want to do something with the elderly where I have them in a space with the very young because I think to bridge those gaps are amazing, especially when you're so young and you have the very old. Just keep them together and to, they just give each other so much life. And so my the space would probably be able to hoist and facilitate a program where we could have a school and we could have, you know, the elderly being cared for by the other people who are living and working there. Um, you know, just a, a real sense of community or maybe like, you know, like a very small community on this huge plot of land, but everything is sustaining itself and hopefully we're creating agreements with the people around us so that we're getting what we need also. And just, yeah, and it'll be very green just comfortable and we would still be able to travel and to meet with each other and other green, green pastures. Magnolia, we have dandelion root, we'd have rose petals and rosebud, just everything to be very vital to human life, anything that's vital. I would say uh, a perfect place for me and my community is a space where we have complete agency in our health, and that's mental, physical, spiritual health. And we get that through abundance and resources, um, means of production, being able to have a school that provides a holistic view of the world and be educated to have a worldview that benefits us all. Um, lots of food and gardens. <laughs> um, peace, you know, and harmony. And um, yeah. I think I think that's a that's a perfect place and there's probably a lot more that I can think of but definitely by the water somewhere and lots of sunshine. Yeah. I see uh I see black boys and girls walking with their heads high and you know confident and and have courage and and they're being supported constantly to look at life that way and to build towards uh, achievement in that way. And I think problem solving, like in the community, is something that is more focused on infusing more love and peace into uh, individuals opposed to like damaging them and punishing them so harshly. And I just see lots of water and sun. <laughs> I just imagine very sustainable homes everywhere that are like beautiful and colorful, um, you know, not wasteful with water, like being able to conserve things and preserve the earth. And in that way, the earth is going to be supple around us.
The oldness of new things fascinate me, like a new feeling about love, about people, snow, highways that sparkle at night, talk, laughter, that old longing for freedom that this place constantly renews. It all makes me know that humankind has longed to be free ever, forever, since its break from the whole. Maybe the longing for freedom will soon make others homesick for our natural state, in, with, earth, air, fire, water, not dead, but living, not asking for freedom, but free. <laughs>